Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode... Uh, you have no idea. I don't know. 12. It's Good. right on this big-ass piece of paper. It's in, <laughs> in front of me. Episode 12 of Jock Talk with Ty and Cricket. Yes, yes, As yes. usual, Cricket will give us our rundown, and then we're going to talk... Wait, okay. Mm. See, Cricket gave me a bunch of sake, which I've never had before. It's And delicious. it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's. I think it might be the first time... I've had alcohol, and I was like, this doesn't, I don't hate this. You like it. I kind of like it. That makes me happy. It's smooth. This is one of Chris's favorite alcoholic beverages, too. I just began my palate for cold sake. I do not like warm sake, but cold sake is delicious. You want to know a story about this bottle before I do the rundown? Sure. Yeah, sure. I ordered this bottle. They give you a little bottle of sake um, with jewels at Korean barbecue last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And I only drank like that much because I was driving. I was like, mm. <laughs> is anybody going to stop me if I just walk out with this bottle? So I just put the top back on and I walked out. I just had my wallet in one hand and a bottle, an open bottle of sake in the other. So you just, so you stole it. And I walked a half a mile to my car where I was parked in Koreatown. And now you're scratching yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Cricket is... She's You're been sorry. bad today. She's scratched herself a lot. <laughs> we had a team meeting. Very important stuff going on at Go Tribe. We're trying to, you know, change the world. Mm-hmm. And then the middle of it, Cricket sticks her hand down her leggings and starts... <laughs> I don't know why you say that. Vehemently scratching her ass. Very good use of adjectives. Yeah. Yeah, I like to add some seasoning on my, you know, my stories. Well... One, my leggings go up super high. So what you're thinking is me scratching my ass is me still in the back vicinity of where my leggings hit. Back vicinity. Yes. So all of your backside is your... Yes. All right. This, Rundown? Uh, <laughs> this, this podcast has already gone off the rails largely. Wait. Cricket's going to give us our rundown. Yes, I am. And then we will continue. Okay, today we have current events. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I cannot wait to count my steps. And you get to talk to us about 10,000 steps a day being good for weight loss. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's what. Can't wait. And then I get to talk about something in breaking news for health of all in our bowel movements. The Squatty Potty. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a cover of Shape Magazine's Insta and I was like, oh. Let me learn more about this. And I have a handful of family members that use it and love it and talk about it. So I brought up facts of why it was invented and the science behind it. I'm actually, I'm legit curious. I know you are. And then today on our episode 12, we have Q&A. Miss Chris, we get to answer your question about what tips do we have to kick someone out of a plateau. And then protein powders, casein versus isolate. Which one's better? I do not know a lot about this. I know timing sometimes with those is said to be the sales pitch, but you'll get to explain a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. And then our myth today. Lifting heavy weights bulks you up. And we get to bust it. I have strong things to say in regards to that. I'm excited. I'm going to go on a tirade. Huh. It's a new nickname for yourself. new New nickname, new segment on the show, tirade. <laughs> do you want to do your current event first, or? Yeah, let, let's talk about it. So okay. there, this is a a study 
mm-hmm. done at Brigham Young University. Very smart people over at BYU. Brigham. Ten- <laughs> mm. Are you doing that? Sucking. <laughs> Are you doing the, the hype man thing again? Hype. Yep, I am. <laughs> All right. 10,000 steps a day. Not a magical formula for preventing weight gain. Ooh. For years now, 10,000 steps a day has become the gold standard for people trying to improve their health. And recent research shows some benefits can come from even just 7,500 steps. But if you're trying to prevent weight gain, a new BYU study suggests no number of steps alone will do the trick. Mm. Yeah. So in this study, uh, they had 120 freshmen over their first six months of college uh, participate in a step counting experiment. Participants walked either 10,000, 12,500 or 15,000 steps a day, six days a week for 24 weeks while researchers tracked their caloric intake and weight. Mm -hmm. So if you had to guess, um, what do you think happened amongst (laughs) the three populations? You've got one group that walked 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Another group walked 12,500. Another group walked 15,000 steps. The group that walked 15,000 steps lost a little bit more weight. They, Overall, they lost a little bit more than the groups below them. The ones the, that moved more than the groups below them. Yeah, that did the ten thousand. You didn't send. You didn't say variables on nutrients in those groups. Mm-hmm. Just the steps. They didn't control for their food. They did monitor it, but they didn't give them a specific like. Damn you it. have to eat this much food. Nothing changed. It was all synonymous. They all had the same results. Nobody lost any weight. Damn it. Yeah. When he, this is, when you do that, I know that you're trying to be nice and calling me dumb, which I appreciate. No, <laughs> yeah. no. When he goes, what do you think happened? <laughs> and then I start to say what I think happened. Then you go, okay, but then what do you, you think that happened with all three? That's what you do. <laughs> and I'm like, I got it wrong. Listen, I don't think you're dumb. <laughs> nothing happened. We get it. Yeah, nothing happened. In fact... Uh, in the end, it didn't matter if the students walked more than even 15,000 steps. That's not only 5, did they. 5,000 more than the lowest group. Yes. Wow. Not, not only did they not lose weight, mm-hmm. they actually gained weight. Who? All of them? All of them. On average. In this study? On average, in this study, the students gained roughly three and a half pounds. You know what I bet happened? I bet all of them were like. I'm walking so much more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat a little bit more calories. I'm going to eat that pizza. That's the first thing that we all do when we start working out. We're like, oh, I earned this. Yep. Wow. Yep. So I say all this to say that walking, you know, I just got a smart watch and it told me I walked 12,000 steps yesterday and I was like. That's it? Yeah. Is that not a lot? I would, th- most of our job is standing up. Yeah. I think you need to move around a wow. bit more. Yeah, I do stand quite a bit and just holler from across the room. Yeah. That's my That's You my need move. to walk in and out. I average 20,000 to 30,000 steps. Hey, okay. flat back. <laughs> flat back. No, other way. No, that's round back. I said flat back. <laughs> they yeah. don't know what, we don't know what that means. That's me right there. Yeah, from across the room. Hey, lower. Lower than that. No. Little, little, there you go. 
Now you get it. Yeah, so that's why your step count is low for somebody who <laughs> is on their feet for their job hours of a day. Hmm. And you don't do um, any cardio, son. Yeah. 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 You run a half mile with me a day. I'm scratching my belly button now. That feels good. You've gotten so good at it that... You didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Yep. Yeah. Cricket's just a very scratchy person. When I get comfortable, Why the it's the end of the day. Why the hell you be itching so much, huh? It's the end of the day. Just took a shower. I'm maybe, in my sweats. Yeah, maybe you should moisturize a little bit more. I maybe didn't put on lotion. Problem. Yep. There we go. And I never put lotion on my back. I can't you reach it. You need to put lotion on <laughs> your... We just solved so many of my problems. Yeah. Now you won't be scratching your ass in the middle of meetings. <laughs> She's done it during our team meetings at, at Go Tribe. We'll be in the meeting of, yeah, I need help There's with no this. I'm trying to this. figure this out. And she's just over there just fucking, <laughs> just raking away. Raking. There's no proof of this. You yeah, can't right. I'm going to catch you on camera one of these days. And I'm going to put it on the Jog Talk podcast. Do you know anybody that uses Instagram. a squatty potty? Uh, No. Do you know what this looks like? Isn't it like a little step stool looking thing? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Look, there's a woman using it right there. Okay. It's not very tall, and most of them are plastic. And uh -huh. you just put your feet underneath it as you sit down on the toilet. Uh, here's the thing. How much did this woman get paid to do <laughs> this ad? Okay, I'm going to describe She's this. She's very pretty. She's an attractive white lady. Okay. Um, she's sitting on a toilet, fully yes. clothed. She's wearing khakis and a white t-shirt. Okay. And the ad reads, why squatty potty? Yeah. A better bathroom experience. One, elevated knees. Gently raises your knees above your hips to mimic a natural squat. And it's got the one next to her knee. Mm -hmm. Number two, ergonomic angle. Yeah. Uh, ideal foot position for maximum comfort. Oh. Three, space-saving design. Discreetly tucks around your toilet while not in use. Yeah. Mm, four. I've seen it like that, and it still looks like a litter box in somebody's liver, living room. Four, non-slip feet. Rubber foot grips prevent sliding. You gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure you don't. You gotta be careful. Yeah, you sure kick you, that thing flies yeah, underneath you. You're... you're, you're uh, you're struggling a little bit. That's rough. <laughs> you hit a hard leg extension and send the squatty potty flying across the <laughs> restroom. But again, like if I was this woman, I would, I would, like you'd have to pay me quite a bit of money to sit on this toilet with that dumb look on my face and my feet up on that. Oh, that's good. It's a She's stool. got her pants on. Yeah. And she's sitting on the commode with the toilet seat up. I'm not sure if her being like, it's like a venereal disease poster, like people that get paid right, for that. Right, right. Would you do a VD poster? Yes, because I'm a married woman. Oh yeah, she, you're same, married, yeah. so it wouldn't buy. It I wouldn't would do affect it your, and put it in the bank and laugh yeah. at y'all as I drove by. Yeah, well, <laughs> in my in your, Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, in your drop top Range. I would. Yeah. So here's the facts on the squatty potty. Yeah. In the squatting position, gravity does most of the work. Squatting relaxes the puborectalis muscles, Ooh. allowing the anorectal angle to straighten and the bowel to empty completely. Wait, <laughs> go back to the pub word. Puborectalis. Puborectalis. Mm -hmm. And go back to the anal word. Mm -hmm. Allowing the anorectal angle. Anal rectal angle. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't stutter on any of it. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> dropped it. It allows it to straighten and the bowel to empty completely. Wow. So, is it good for you? When people use posture-changing devices to squat, studies show they go more quickly. Go meaning they empty the bowel more quickly. Mm-hmm. They also strain less and empty their bowels more completely than when they sit on the toilet with their feet hovering on the ground. By making it easier to poop, Squatting might ease constipation and prevent hemorrhoids, which are often a result of straining. <coughs> well, so this is all their, this is what they said. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, this is also WebMD and other sources as well. Okay. All right. Um, so do you want to know a user's perspective? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so I have a relative that uses a squatty potty. I'm not going to name drop. But I do, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. I'm here. I'm going to use this for my um, bathroom privileges while I'm here. And I will say it's amazing. If you enjoy, it doesn't matter who you are, you enjoy using the bathroom. Everybody loves it. We all have entertainment now at our fingertips when we're doing it. So it's something we probably all look forward to. It is I can't even describe how much easy. I'm so embarrassed with what I'm feeling you right should now. Be. You but should it's, be embarrassed. Just imagine, like, just you and me are the same height. <laughs> you can't. No. Don't give me your five, six We're thing. not. But look, you're sitting in that chair, and uh-huh. your heels are off the ground. So imagine. Hey, man, why you got to put that out there like that to the people? <laughs> raising them up. Tyler's sitting, like, in a stool, and he's kicking his feet. <laughs> But imagine, imagine raising up like this, hands down, hands down. It's better hands down is what you're saying. Absolutely. The hard part is even in that relative's bathroom, it looks ridiculous when they're like, it easy tucks away. They need to make something that folds and like goes against the cabinet. I mean, why, don't, on it. why don't we do it? I'm on it. Fold I mean, up squatty potty. The jock talk. Oh yeah, jock talk. What would rhyme with that? Jock, jock. talk. <sighs> None of these words rhyme with jock or talk. Squat. Yeah. Squat. Not your mama's squat. Not your mama's squat. Yeah. You said you heard how I put that seasoning <laughs> on that bitch. I did. <laughs> yeah. Not your mama's squat. That's what by five. <laughs> Twenty dollars a piece. You're going to get rich. And you can, like, personalize them. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, that'd be hot. We should have multiple colors. Yes. And, like, aluminum or stainless yeah, steel. Yeah, different, different materials. Something that goes with your bathroom and your style. And then we can Copper. get, like, yeah, 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 yeah. This oh, would be man. great. We're about to get We're rich. going on Shark Tank. We're going to get rich. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Cuban. <laughs> I'm coming, Mark. It is time for our question. Okay. And answer portion. Sure. Miss Chris asks us on our Jock Talk IG, send us questions, guys. DM us. We snapshot them. She says, hey, guys, I'm a 29-year-old woman, and my question is, what tips do you have to kick someone out of a plateau? I'm an athlete, and I exercise every day. I spice up my workouts. I do what makes me happy, and I believe in doing whatever it takes to get your butt to the gym. Lately, I've had a few waves of plateauing. Body definition-wise, I am lean but would love more definition. I started taking BCAAs and whey isolate protein to try and kickstart some extra muscle growth. Any other tips to avoid plateaus? 
Thanks, Chris. Okay, I have a lot. I have questions about this. Yeah, I would do like follow up questions that you would yeah. ask her. Yeah. Yeah. So first, I'd ask what what you, what are you referring to as far as plateau, right? So are we talking about uh, muscle gain plateau, body fat loss? Uh, she mentioned being an athlete. So the uh, biggest term that she gives us, and I'm going to speak for you, Chris. I hope that we get on the range that you're looking for. Um, is body definition. So I would say okay. visibly she's wanting to see more lean muscle mass growth, which is mm-hmm. also, yes, body fat decrease. Yeah, so muscle growth and body fat loss. <clears throat> well, um, that's the loudest creaking chair. Yeah, I'm about to, why are you even <laughs> sitting back that away? That is me really not vocalizing and having something else to oh show you that God. I'm bored. Watch. <laughs> That's the ultimate. I'm going to let you talk and I'm going to yeah, chill for a I'm second. Lean back here. <laughs> I'm seated up. Uh, okay. So, first, I would ask how is it that you're tracking mm-hmm. or are you tracking your, um, your body fat, right? So, you can use your weight and your body fat versus one another to know if you're putting on muscle uh, and losing body fat. So, Maybe once a month, if possible, get a DEXA scan. They've got a ton of companies now uh, that can just do a DEXA on you. And that's the gold standard in research now for body fat measurements. I also, Chris, have a scale I ordered on Amazon. It's not nearly as accurate, but just to have a starting point number to Mm -hmm. see go down, that's an option as well. Yeah, so I would say the best way to kick a plateau is to try to record as much data as you possibly can about what you're currently doing and then you'll have to from there try to assess where the problem is right so uh track everything with your food macros how much sodium how much sugar all that kind of stuff track things with your workouts um did you get a little bit faster on your mile time did you deadlift 10 more pounds this week did you Mm -hmm. squat five more so on and so forth Make sure progression is happening there. Next to the DEXA, strength is the best way to know if you're building muscle. Mm -hmm. Over time, if you keep the exercises the same, um, in the beginning of of doing a new exercise, you will have nervous system adaptation. Most strength gains in your first month of doing a new exercise will come via nervous system adaptation. The nervous system just gets more efficient at performing that movement and therefore you'll be able to do more reps and more weight so on and so forth it's like a man in bed am i right ladies (laughs) 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 that was one of my best analogies ram she just rammed the sake bottle into yeah Jesus. No, Keep it going. That Nervous was, system adaptation. First month. I was on a roll and you know, interrupted I'm sorry. for that. That was very good. I was paying attention. That's why I got that great analogy. Okay. All right. So past that first month of nervous system adaptation, any further strength gains, usually you can assume there's also some muscle growth happening. Yes. So you can use that for your muscle growth measurement. If you're unable to get a DEXA, And as far as your body fat loss, again, you need to find some way to measure it. Cheapest thing to do is to purchase a set of calipers and to measure yourself on a weekly basis, same time every week. Yeah. 
I would suggest a scale, a standing scale. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It'd be the most simple to immediately transition to. And like Tyler said, doing it, I sometimes have done my body fat and weight once a week. It's a little excessive for me. I'll do my weight one week, body fat the next. I found the best to see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, I'll just add to Tyler's information, Chris, on, I, I know that uh, I think by what you're communicating as you spicing up your workouts is like you love changing them up. You love versatility and making things different. I would say choose or design three lifting resistance training workouts and keep those for three months Mm -hmm. and log your progress on strength within those reps. I've been recently telling athletes, okay, do 12 reps of those movements like all nine movements in one resistance training, do 12 reps. And over the next month, you should see that you're able to do more weight on those reps. Mm -hmm. Each set is probably the easiest way to do it. And then your other workouts, if you're doing more than three workouts a week, make them fun, get high intensity, mild training, um, cardio stuff. But I would say at least for a female at um, our age, go for that with three lifting and choose lifts like, yes, deadlift squatting dumbbell chest press what are some other uh barbell bench barbell overhead press uh front squat back squat reverse lunge the the staples yes, reverse lunge the staples in lifting are are staples for good reason uh we get a little crazy with the exercise selection i think sometimes just because you know the coming boredom. up with yeah boredom coming up with a new exercise uh or finding a new exercise can be fun mm-hmm but the staples work the best. And then I'll, we'll both like tackle this part of taking BCAAs and whey isolate. Mm-hmm. My experience with BCAAs, because I've taken a lot of branched chain amino acids, I genetically and personally only needed them or saw a benefit from them when I was doing three days for bodybuilding and I was doing a card, weight loss cardio, a lift, and then um, a fat loss, slow burn cardio, mm-hmm. and I needed a branch chain. But other than that, I've never used a supplement like that. I'm sorry, I'm scratching. She's scratching again. Scratching. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> when I finish a good statement, I need a good yeah, scratch. Yeah, she just needs a good scratch. She's like a 70-year-old like grandfather. I'm a Labrador. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> on the branch chain amino acids thing, so BCAAs, of course, different populations vary. But for the overwhelming most part, you don't need branched chain amino acids. When BCAAs are added on top of uh, the average person's diet, that person doesn't see any extra muscle gain. Mm -hmm. And when I say the average person's diet, I mean someone who consumes meat. Uh, Meat, dairy products have enough branched chain amino acids for you to see the result. I didn't know this. That you need to see. The only people that I have doing BCAAs as a supplement are my vegan and vegetarian <clears throat> clients. I'm going to get a few people on those. Thank yeah. you, Ty. They don't get, because uh, you can get protein from vegetarian sources, of course, but it doesn't have the same BCAA content yeah. as meat, uh, milk, eggs, all those kinds of things. Thank you. So probably not necessary on the BCAAs. And then that'll, that will probably 
we probably hit two birds with one stone about your whey isolate protein. It's mm-hmm. um, if you know and feel you're not getting enough protein in your diet for the amount of lifting that you're doing and you need it as a supplement throughout your day or if it's your lifestyle, yes, if you're getting plenty of meat sources, dairy sources and everything for yeah. your protein. Yeah, if you if you can get all your protein from whole food sources, then that's better. Uh, but most people can't, mm-hmm. you know, especially like men who need to get can't. Okay, just choose those words to all right. hold on to. Most people, um, most men, if they're consuming like 165 grams of protein, that's very hard to get from whole food sources. If you're more like around 90, 100, something like that, then yeah, try to err towards whole food sources. If you're having a lot of trouble, then Grab a protein shake, yeah. Awesome. All right, Nayeri asks us another question. Which one is better for protein powders? And she asks specifically about casein protein powder versus isolate protein powder. So casein is the majority of what you'll find in milk. Hmm. Whey is the minority. It's the black people of protein. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, casein is a it takes longer to digest and so it like ends up being this slow trickle of protein in the body when you consume casein as opposed to whey isolate which is uh, metabolized a lot more quickly Mm. however so on the whey side you've got isolate you've got concentrate and then you've got uh, hydrolyzed there's no difference between those okay they're prepared differently of course so people who have issues consuming dairy might have more trouble with the concentrate than they will the isolate or the isolate than they will the hydrolyzed Mm -hmm. each of those goes through a longer process i love knowing this so casein again is metabolized a lot more slowly so there's this theory that you should drink casein at night Because then you'll get a steady trickle of protein throughout the night. However, it doesn't really pan out in the research. Um, So the thing to focus on mainly, the most important thing, is the gram amount of protein you're consuming. Mm. I generally just suggest whey isolate because that works well for the majority Mm -hmm. of people. There's nothing wrong with casein. You can do that. Uh, Neither one's better or worse. Okay. Just depends on mostly how it sits on your stomach. Yeah, a lot of people I've I've taken protein powders that had like all these different kinds of powder in them, so they would have you know fifty percent casein, fifty percent whey isolate, or fifty percent whey isolate, twenty five percent casein, twenty five percent egg protein. Uh, Casein has always And I don't, I've never had trouble with milk, but casein specifically fucks my stomach up. Really? Yeah. Makes you a little gassy. Extremely. When people say that, that's what they mean. When people are like, it messes with my stomach. Yeah. I'm like, why are you not just saying it feels like you're having giant farts inside your stomach? (laughs) I love how. We all know what you're talking about. I love how good of a laugh you got at that. (laughs) She slapped her knee. What you, again, what are you, 70? Don't you ever slap your knee in front of me? That's what it means. I like I like knowing that. I like saying it out loud that whenever anybody 
anybody. Whenever Brad Pitt in an interview can okay. say, it upsets my stomach, I'm like, it makes you fart. <laughs> I love knowing that as a universal language statement. Just so you guys know, everybody who gets an upset stomach right. is farting like crazy. Okay, fine. Casein makes me fart. And I don't do that. I don't like farting in public because I respect myself and I respect those around me. Unlike... This heathen sitting next to me, I don't just do protein just powder. scratching away at her ass and farting and belching and <laughs> Lord have mercy. Myth busting time. One day we'll have like little buttons we press for. Yeah. Myth buster. Who are you gonna call? Myth busters. Oh my god! I just did it. I'm gonna tell Chris to sing it. <laughs> god. It's something oh, strange oh, in the neighborhood. I'm still going. Who you gonna call? Myth Busters. See, this is what I call this is what I call white woman fun. Oh, right? Really? White woman fun is drinking <laughs> drinking at two PM and going, <laughs> It's five PM somewhere. I said that. And then get <laughs> and then getting halfway drunk on <laughs> wine at two PM and going, Woo <laughs> That's what they do. You're not enjoying this? I'm alone. I feel like we're together. <laughs> oh, oh that's, is that how you feel? Yes. Mm. What are you feeling right now? I'm feeling, uh, I feel a little hot, actually. Yeah, a little warm. More Toasty, warm. it's nice. Doesn't that make you feel just, ah. I do feel relaxed. I okay, do. you're I feel relaxed. relaxed. I feel lucky. I'm a little ready to go. I could go to a parade. All right, well, f- fuck me then. All right, well then, let's do the myth busting thing. And then thing. parade. Yeah. All right. And then the parade. <laughs> myth busting. Lifting heavy weights bulks you up. We get this constantly, and I've never really known how to answer it until the older I get. So go ahead, Ty. I mainly get this from the ladies. Yes. Ooh, Jane, I know. Yeah, Jane agrees. And then on occasion from some gentlemen, Mm -hmm. um, I would tell you, so here's the analogy I always use, um, Saying I don't want to lift weights because I might get too muscular, yeah. Or I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to look like a bodybuilder, is like saying I don't want to play basketball because I don't want to accidentally end up in the NBA. <laughs> Let that sit for a second. Let that sit on your ears. That analogy is fucking fire. That's ten that out is, of ten fire emojis right there. It's on one analogy. of the best things I've ever heard you say. Because I've had, I've been in my office with um somebody, and I've never known how to look at somebody and say they're like, I want to be lean. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's and insulting then, right to my face. I get it. I get that. I and depending on any given day, um, or time of the month, I can look really jacked. Or a little bit softer, but I love that now a good response from you is saying, you couldn't if you tried. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth of the matter. There are people, millions of people out there doing everything in their power to look like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and they're, they've been unsuccessful. The bodybuilders that you've seen, the most famous ones, Schwarzenegger, Ronnie Coleman, those kind of guys. You're going to throw a female in there at any point? Is there, I don't know if, Dana Lynn Bailey. Thank there you. The most famous bodybuilders. Brooke Ince. These people are uh, unicorns genetically. And they've been, like I know, Brooke Ince was a gymnast mm-hmm. when she was a child. These are special people. Yeah. They, you know, Ronnie, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
if you did, Arnold Schwarzenegger has an, an encyclopedia of bodybuilding. Encyclopedia is a little bit of a strong word for it, mm. but I purchased that book. We have it at the office. We, we have it at the office. Room. Very famous bodybuilding book. If you did every workout, if you did every workout Arnold Schwarzenegger did, you used the exact same weight, right? You worked out at the exact same time of day. You slept the same amount. You ate. You ate. <laughs> you ate the exact same food, same macros, same meal timing and frequency, all that stuff. And you did that for years. And let me throw this in there too. I know you're building. You're building. Yeah. And you did the exact same drugs that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. He admittedly did, you know, testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, you still wouldn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be even close, most likely. Even Lou Ferrigno couldn't get it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a once-in-a-generation person, mm-hmm. physique-wise. And those are his genetics. He got lucky in the genetics department. And most of the people that you're worried about looking like, same thing. Um, so I would just say, you know... Try it. Try. Do your best to look like these people and uh, see how it pans out. I do think the stigma of it is I'm hoping it's taking a turn for women and men. We're also in a town where sometimes things come off stronger on camera and bigger or more mm-hmm. ripped. And I understand that for character roles. But a general consensus is, yes, you couldn't if you tried. And yeah. It's like I get it for people who have very specific jobs and stuff like mm-hmm. that in acting, modeling, who they have to look a very specific way. If yes. they have even a, even an extra pound of muscle could mean they Using don't a get job. a job. Totally get that. But if you work at Target, um, <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. I'm not laughing at people working Target. I'm laughing at Working at Target's an honest living. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's not the point I'm making. I'm saying that, you know, you'll be fine. Lift weights. Work hard. That'd be badass if you were jacked in bodybuilding and you were checking me out at Target and bagging, help me bag some groceries. Yeah. I'd flip my shit if somebody was freaking, (laughs) somebody was like, hey, you work out and the cashier was jacked at Target. Are you kidding? When's, when have you ever seen a jacked tar, a jacked um, cashier ever? I don't see jacked people pretty much anywhere. Except at the gym. Except at the gym. I don't know. I think most jacked people are kind of like us. All they do is work out, and then yeah. they go home and go to sleep. Yeah. Because they got to get that eight hours. I love that myth. That's one of my favorites. I don't want to. Are you, are you scared Looking to? weights bulks you up. Are you scared to work hard because you might make too much money? That's another analogy you've dropped on it. Hmm. That's like saying I don't want to work hard because I don't want to be, yeah. I don't want money. to become too good at what I do. I mean, so I need to hold back. That Having that mindset from the beginning is going to most likely prevent any progress that you could see. Ooh, I like that. I like the mindset. It's like that scarcity-esque mm-hmm. mindset. The law of attraction, people. I don't want to go too hard because I might, you know, be exceptional. That's what you just said. Yes. <laughs> what you just said. Hard to say that we, that's what we heard. Yeah. That's what I heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tirade in the books. I love it. Good All tirade. right, folks. Uh, we're done with the sake. Yep. We're done with the run, with the current events, the Q&A. Yes. 
and the myth busting. Yes, we need you to help us with our next episode. Yeah. We need you to send some questions in. Yes. So we're going to do the sex episode next week. Uh, we will be talking about sexual health and wellness. Mm-hmm. We will do a sex myth busting. They get two very strong, strongly different perspectives. They have a young single black man perspective. Okay. And then they have an older, <laughs> I'm not older, 35 year old married woman, white woman perspective. And that's been married for a long time mm-hmm. and has been with one person. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably have differing uh, opinions and statements on things. I'm excited, but we want to know your questions so we can do research. Yeah. And find out studies and articles on what do you want to know about sexual health? Yeah. Yeah, busting. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. You and me. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah. Yep. Hey, we're jocks at heart. Bench warmers in reality. See you next week.